0: Welcome to episode 17 of our Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce podcast. This episode contains audio from our Chamber live event, which took place on the 27th of October, 2020, and was hosted by our policy campaigns and communications director, Chris Fletcher. In this episode, our head of research, Suba Krishnan Harihara, provides an update on our GM Chamber recovery tracker, detailing the latest developments in the economy, Amy Swindles from our international trade team provides us with some further information about the Chamber's activity ahead of Brexit. Our Membership Value Manager Lewis Crow celebrates the Chamber members who have been announced as UK business heroes. He also provides us with further information about our Skills for Growth program and finally we're delighted to be joined by Ram Gupta, Managing Director of Nibble, who discusses their new partnership with the Chamber to deliver the GM tech support service.
1: Welcome to uh, today's Chamber live events. It's great to see so many people joining us today. Uh, my name is Chris Fletcher. For those of you that don't know, I'm gonna be hosting today. If just, uh, Go over, over go the um, go over the ground rules again for any Zoom calls. We'll put everyone mics uh, on, on mute, and we don't get any sort of uh, Amazon delivery doorbells going or anything like that going on in the background. Uh, obviously, if you do have any questions you want to ask or anything like that please put them in the chat box. There's already a bit of chat uh, going on there as well. Uh, Bippin's wished everyone Merry Christmas, which is the first one of the year. So Merry Christmas to uh, to everyone else. Not quite sure what's behind that one, but uh, Christmas will soon be with us. Um, so we're going to uh, record the event today as we do. We're going to uh, then upload it onto YouTube and also podcast it as well. So if there's anything that you do want to listen back to, uh, please look out for that in the next 24 hours and we'll, uh, we'll be able to, uh, to listen again, as it were, to anything uh, that's happened today. We've got a lot on uh, today. We're going to be here till round about half past 10, quarter to 11, uh, and we've got quite a bit to get through, as usual. Uh, updates on everything that the Chamber's up to, uh, updates on uh, membership services. We've got some uh, announcements to make today, and some uh, celebrations to, uh, to, to make as well to some of our members, uh, as well as uh, finding out a little bit more about some of the services and work that we're doing here at the Chamber, and it's certainly been an eventful two weeks since our last uh, Chamber Live event. I was just having a look uh, yesterday, um, and two weeks ago Liverpool wasn't in Tier Three. They went in the day after, so that just sets the timescale of uh, of, the, of what's been going on over the last two weeks, and it's something we have been on top of uh, at the Chamber and through our research that we've done our surveys, uh, one thing and another. We've previously seen the quarterly economic survey, but we do our recovery tracker survey every couple of weeks as well. Uh, And I'd like to now hand over to our head of research, Subra, that's going to give the latest results for our most recent recovery tracker uh, this morning. So Subra, over to you.
2: Thank you, Chris. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Uh, Thanks for joining. It's very nice to see uh, a lot of you here, uh, as Chris uh, just mentioned. Uh, I I just want to present to you the results of the uh, sixth uh, GM COVID-19 Recovery Tracker. This is a series of ongoing surveys. We did the first of these surveys way back in March. We then have had the two quarterly surveys in between, and then we have started uh, the uh, Recovery Tracker again. So what what are we going to look into within the recovery tracker? The uh, usual uh, economic measures, customer demand, um, sales, advance orders. Uh, This time I have actually started bringing in the international related balances, export orders, export sales. That's because uh, uh, Brexit is uh, upon us. We have um, just over eight weeks now. Um, So clearly that's that's something that many businesses will be interested in. And then of course, uh, changes to workforce, particularly important given the deadline of 31st of October for uh, the uh, furlough scheme, cash flow positions, uh, business confidence, you know some issues of concern, that sort of thing. Okay, so what are the results um, looking like? Uh, long has been my desire, to be honest, to actually come into one of these events and actually give you lots of positive news about how well the economy is growing, how well the recovery is going and that sort of thing. Um, unfortunately, today is not that day. Um, and, and just as uh, the, the weather looks dark and dismal, I think the economic forecast is also going to look a bit dark and dismal. So, what do what do we have upon us at the moment? Now, the the data clearly reflects the uncertainty over the past uh, few weeks. The uh, fact that Greater Manchester has now entered uh, Tier Three restrictions in the last a uh, week. Uh, what that means is that there has been a depressing effect on uh, customer sales, on revenues, on turnover uh, of many businesses. Now, the businesses across the board have been affected, but clearly this is being led by the hospitality um, sector. But uh, do bear in mind the hospitality sector does have an ecosystem, an entire supply chain built around it. And so when there are uh, you know bad effects on, on that sector, clearly it is um, a ripple effect uh, on, on other parts of the economy as well. So what we have is the balances relating to customer demand are still negative, but they have gone lower than that they were in the kind of third half of in kind of third week of September, which is when we launched the results of the QES for the third quarter. Uh, so, the balances uh, relating to customer sales um, are now minus 25, um, advance orders are kind of going down even further, um, it's at minus uh, 27. Having said that, there is one element of uh, positive news, which is that uh, retail sales have continued to grow. So, for five months now, um, the data is available until September, um, retail sales have actually keep, um, keep on growing. growth in uh, September uh, compared to the uh, previous uh, month. So uh, retail sales are growing. They're still lower than they were uh, beginning of this year. So we have not kind of crossed and grown upon the uh, pre-pandemic levels. So that's on uh, domestic demand. The balances are lower than they were in uh, September. Uh, Just as a quick note, for those of you who are uh, new to this, uh, when we present the results of uh, our economic surveys, we present them as balances, Uh, balances being the difference between the proportion of positive responses and the proportion of uh, negative responses to that particular question. And if you have a number which is uh, below zero, the zero line here uh, is important, then it means that more and more businesses are reporting a decrease in sales or a decrease in revenue, as the case may be. so the negative responses are higher in number, therefore the balances are all uh, negative. Okay, Um, so that's on domestic demand. International demand on the other side is actually uh, looking slightly better, Uh, but I must caution you, the international balances have been pretty volatile for uh, quite some time. This is partially because of uh, the uh, sample, you know, not all of the businesses or um, vast majority of the businesses within the uh, sample may actually be exporting, but uh, it is good news, uh, especially with Brexit on the agenda now, that the balances have actually gone up uh, compared to uh, you know, even the uh, first uh, tracker of uh, September, which was the fifth uh, recovery tracker. So clearly there is some uh, improvement there. And also I know that in the, uh, in, in the export documentation volume that the Chamber has processed, uh, the volume has held steady in August and there was an improvement in uh, September and October is uh, looking on target uh, for there to be a slight increase in September but still our volumes are roughly 25 to 30 percent lower than they were in 2019 but for now international balances are doing better than domestic balances. What does that translate into in terms of cash positions? So when you have uh, businesses uh, taking in uh, less uh, revenue uh, clearly, uh, cash flow positions have uh, weakened. It, is, it could also be reflective of the fact that many businesses in the supply chain are now uh, struggling. So there has been a significant drop in uh, cash flow positions, minus 15 it was uh, in the uh, QES results from September. It's now minus 35. So there has been a weakening in uh, cash flow positions. That's a particular concern because it constrains the ability of businesses to uh, you know, uh, improve employment, But business confidence is low, business investment prospects are low because of cash flow positions and the uncertain uh, outlook. So, the combination of low demand and weak cash flow positions, how is that affecting employment? Now, I have just split it into percentages from the latest uh, uh, recovery tracker. Actually, there is a typo there. It shouldn't say the fourth on the bottom left, it should say the sixth recovery tracker. I do apologize. Uh, But what I have seen is that if you look into those uh, two red bars on either of those uh, charts, the proportion of businesses which are now starting to say that the number of workers have actually decreased is starting to go up slightly. Having said that, the majority of businesses, you know, 75% of businesses said uh, their workforce has remained uh, stable in the last uh, fortnight. 78% are saying that their workforce is expected to stay stable in the next uh, fortnight. But the uh, proportion of businesses which are saying that the workforce uh, digits now firmly uh, double digits, so 16% and 15%. And this is something we have to keep an eye on because the furlough scheme comes to an end later this week. And then we have to uh, you know, understand how the new job support scheme uh, is going to work. It may indeed cushion the blow, but clearly, what impact is that going to have on employment, especially as we enter a, a potentially weak and challenging uh, festive uh, trading season for uh, retail and uh, hospitality. So employment prospects at the moment slightly worse than uh, we would like them to be. And then finally, business confidence. Um, so the combination of uh, weak demand, poor cash flow positions, et cetera, have affected um, business confidence so more and more businesses are now in that decrease category so the red lines have actually started going from less than you know 40% of businesses saying that they actually expect their turnover to decrease now it's creeping up to nearly half but margins have been squeezed and this is the key concern i think for many businesses at the moment they are having to discount Uh, And and their uh, profitability prospects are actually lower. 54% of businesses are saying that they expect their profitability to be lower in the uh, medium to long term, uh, based on their experience uh, during this uh, pandemic. Okay, so what does this all mean then for our uh, short-term economic outlook? So please do bear in mind, this is a short-term economic outlook. If you have been attending these uh, briefings uh, regularly, or if you attended the QES uh, briefing, then uh, this chart was looking very differently. This chart was looking more like a Nike swoosh, where we had a slow, gradual recovery into uh, October, November. Clearly, that has changed now. Initially, we only had a kind of a one scenario uh, based on the data that we were gathering. We then had to convert that into a sort of a best case scenario and a more realistic scenario based on more recent data sets. What this is looking like at the moment is if there is a slight turnaround now, especially as we enter the uh, festive uh, season, the best case scenario is that we will have economic stability. So the balances are expected to stay the same So roughly between 20 and 25, um, the balances are expected to stay there. But it looks to me that the more realistic scenario is that there is going to be a a worsening. So we look into that red line and the uh, yellowish line, which are slowly pointing downwards, that is based on uh, the uh, modeling uh, from uh, more recent uh, samples. And I think the balances are starting to creep towards uh, minus 30. I know these these balances are all looking very similar. Uh, and I think there is a reason for that which is that now our best case scenario is actually worsening and the worst case scenario is also is either uh, stable uh, or slightly lower than what we would have expected uh, them to be. So clearly the short-term economic prospect based on customer demand data is not looking very positive uh, at this moment. So it was not my intention to come and give you good, a bad news this morning, but you know I have to give you the true picture. This is what the data says. Uh, and, and that is what I will say. Um, um, in terms of national data sets, is it authentic? Yes, the ONS's latest uh, coronavirus business impact survey. Uh, is mirroring uh, this trend. That's a national survey. It, the data only goes back to the first week of October. This data goes back to last Friday. So this is up to date as, as you can get it. Uh, but that's, that's what the data is showing, unfortunately. And hopefully you know, before long, I will be able to come into one of these events and then cheer you up. I'll hand over back to you, Chris. Hi there, Subra. I think Chris is having a few difficulties at the moment with his, his
0: computer. So I think he's left us and will be returning to the meeting. Um, but I just thought we'd grab this opportunity before moving on to um, to Amy and her international update. There was a couple of questions that arrived in, uh, in the chat while you were speaking. Um, so the, the first one uh, was, with well, both of them were with regards to retail. Um, so, um, uh, Patricia, Shea and uh, Gupta both asked about retail sales and what you feel is driving the good retail sales, and also, are those retail sales uh, a combination of, of um, you know, on-site sales and
2: online sales? Uh, y- yes, thank you, Louis. Um, so, uh, th- that's a very good question. Something that happened during the pandemic early on was the boost uh, that e-commerce got. So over the past sort of three or four years, since 2015, 2016, uh, online sales component, e-commerce sales have averaged at roughly 19% of overall retail sales. In May, it was one third. Uh, And that was because the overall volume of retail sales had slightly decreased, but uh, e-commerce went up within that. It has now come down slightly to about 27.5%, but that is still significantly higher than what it was even in January. What is uh, driving uh, retail sales? Uh, number one, uh, food shopping has actually gone up, uh, which is very interesting. So food shopping has, is now 5.5% higher than what it was uh, in February. So that's number, number one. Uh, number two, home improvements. And clearly this is a project that many people have uh, taken on. Uh, I think it is a big driver of uh, overall increase in retail sales. And I know that um, you know, the, the big DIY chains uh, have actually reported very good increase in uh, revenues uh, for uh, the second and the third quarters. Um, so I think that is what is uh, driving uh, retail sales. But I think festive shopping is probably starting to creep in. You would have you know, if, if you are an amazon customer or a prime customer you would have seen the notifications come through in the last couple of days about early launch of prime sales um so i think e-commerce is is a big a driver um but within that i think it's home improvements and food shopping uh which is uh, driving it does that answer the question ram and patricia fantastic that's great Subra. i think we've got chris back with us
0: um now after he's uh, his uh, technical gremlins were uh, were fixed. Um, so I'll, I'll pass you back over to, to Chris. OK, thanks very much, Lewis, and apologies
1: everyone. No idea what happened. The machine just decided it wasn't playing anymore and uh, decided just to uh, quit on me completely. But anyway, uh, live uh, live Zoom technology there at its finest. So thanks very much, Subra, uh, for that. Uh, and again, um, I caught most of the, uh, the, the presentation before... Uh, my enforced break here and, and you know some really worrying things going on there. Uh, and, and I recall going back to the uh, first time we launched the recovery tracker and where we were looking at crossing that positive line and it should have happened I think a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and as you can see the numbers are definitely going in, in, in the wrong way yet but uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. obviously um, this pandemic has still got quite a bit of, of time to play out and one thing you know, but it's so important that we do keep on top of all this. Uh, So that when things happen like they have done over the last couple of weeks, we can represent what is actually happening uh, within the business community and genuinely respond to things um, and hopefully inform government and other key decision makers over what is actually needed to make sure that we can protect our businesses in Greater Manchester. So uh, thank you for that. We're now going to move on to our second uh, section for today's event. And I'd like to ask Amy Swindles to join us from our trade team and give us an update on uh, how... Uh, They're supporting companies through the current issues and and what's happening uh, in the world of international trade. Amy, over to you.
3: Thanks, Chris. Morning, everyone. Um, Yeah, so we have another issue coming up, which is the end of the transition period. uh, And things seem to be really picking up within the international team now. So I just wanted to give you a couple of updates on campaigns and also what what we've got coming up to support people uh, as we reach the end of the transition period. You've probably seen the government support ramping up now. Uh, The Time Is Running Out campaign with the adverts, um, I've seen one this morning, telling uh, customers to check customs procedures, traveling, work permits, whether qualifications are gonna be valid if you are um, trading and delivering services in the EU. We've had lots of queries on VAT, and the implications of that. So we have a range of experts on hand to offer advice. um, And we're still running our uh, masterclasses fortnightly. So we do have one coming up on VAT. Uh, if there's anybody that's concerned about that after Brexit Um, just a couple of uh, more positive announcements. So we've seen the launch of the export uh, growth plan from Department for International Trade over the last couple of weeks. We're still waiting to hear exactly what that's going to involve, but uh, around 38 million pound of funding for SMEs. Um, and that will be also allocated some to our region. So hopefully that's gonna be able to be used on some training and consultancy as well, given the um, limitations in attending trade exhibitions that we, we have currently. So we'll keep you posted. We're hoping that somebody from DIT will join us when we have the announcement on exactly that what that will look like. Just a reminder that there's still some customs grants available from HMRC administered through PwC. So that's up to 1,500 pound worth of training help companies prepare uh, for the end of transition period and it does have to involve customs declarations but we've got lots of companies that we've had and we've supported through that and we deliver some training ourselves that are eligible for that 100% grant Uh, so please get in touch if you um, want any more details on that. We've seen some updates on the UK border operating model as well over the last uh, few weeks. So um, the intended locations for checks away from the port. So we've seen the announcement of one in Warrington. We're getting lots of questions from our logistic companies as well. So there's the check your HGB is ready and there's some more guidance on that and how hauliers need to prepare uh, for the end of the transition period. And also on the Kent access permits. So for goods going to Dover and Folkestone, Uh, that permit that we'll need. And we had uh, Michael Gove on a webinar a couple of weeks ago, how that's actually going to work and how the cameras are going to know whether you're just locally trading or you are going to the EU. So uh, we didn't really get any answers on that. But we do have our British Chambers of Commerce team pushing as well. Um, So updates, we're going to see a 50 days to go webinar on the 11th of November. Um, and also 30 days to go on the 1st of December. And that will be with um, Liam, our Director of Trade Facilitation at the British Chamber of Commerce. He's sitting on lots of HMRC committees and obviously working with governments. So they're free uh, for members. So please uh, tune in. I'll I'll post the links in the chat after this. Um, And yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, just one last thing. We have our Meet the Expert events coming up on the 5th, 6th and 10th of November. We're gonna be focusing on Europe, then one on Middle East and Africa, and then one on Asia as well. And again, we'll have logistics, VAT, documentation experts available in the Europe session for anyone that wants to ask one-to-one questions. Again, it's free for members. Thank you.
1: Okay, thanks very much. I mean, again, very comprehensive update though, and a, a real good spread of activity going on, uh, 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 something that is, Obviously, it seems to have been around for, for years and years with Brexit. Now it is really becoming up, uh, coming up to crunch time and just listening to some of that conversation there, you know, uh, the 11th of November is 50 days to the end of transition period. So this really is now beginning to move into that end game, as it were, as, as regards Brexit. But again, we've got experts here. We've got, you know, people in-house in the Chamber that know this stuff inside out can point you in the right direction. I and mean, We work with a huge range of partners, both here in the UK and right across the world as well, and also tap in uh, to that expertise through British Chamber of Commerce as well, where a lot of this work is being done directly into government to make sure that those decisions are being done with the best interests of business at heart. So it's vitally important, now more than ever, keep us informed of what you want to see, your problems, your issues, help, guidance, or whatever it is, please just get in touch with us uh, now more than ever so we can help you through uh, the next few months and beyond uh, once uh, once that transition period has actually ended. So thank you, Amy, for that. Now I'm going to hand over uh, to Lewis for our, our membership uh, slot and uh, a couple of things to uh, to celebrate and uh, and to uh, promote today. Uh, and then we've got an interview with Ram Gupta from Nibble. Uh, but first of all, before that, I'll hand over to,
0: to Lewis. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Chris. Um, so as, as Chris mentioned, I've got a few updates that are all, all positive. Um, I'm sure you'll be glad to hear. Um, so firstly, I'd like to take the opportunity to congratulate some of our Chamber members, actually, who have been recognised by the Chamber of Commerce Network as UK business heroes. Um, So we've been working very closely with the British Chambers of Commerce over the past month or so to identify some of the companies within our membership who have gone above and beyond during 2020, particularly to support local communities during the pandemic. Um, We were extremely proud when 20 of the companies from the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce were selected and recognised for their fantastic work, um, and they have now been announced as UK Business Heroes 2020. Um, So what I'll do is I'd just like to announce the 20 companies that have been successful um, and congratulate them wholeheartedly, both from myself and from the wider Chamber team. Um, So we're delighted uh, to announce that this year's uh, UK business heroes from the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce are Aldermans Drinks, uh, Boo Consulting, Crystal Doors, HMG Paints, Hotel Football, uh, JCM, Manchester Central, Manchester Gin, Native Manchester, Open Kitchen, The Brick Homeless Project, The Stock Exchange Hotel, United We Stream, Vermillion, Ultimate Products, Tibbard, Connect Medical Systems, NSPCC, and finally, The Met in Bury. Um, So these uh, successful business heroes will all be receiving a digital marketing toolkit from ourselves at the chamber. Um, So I'm sure you'll see them uh, shouting about their achievements and, um, and celebrating please visit any of their websites as well to learn more about the work that they've done during this period but it's really fantastic to hear some really good news stories coming out of what has been a very difficult year for everybody and it's a really great example of seeing the strong business community that we've got in manchester pulling together to help one another Uh, and to provide support during a a real testing time. So a huge congratulations to all those businesses involved and it it makes us very proud as a chamber to think that this is just a small selection of the people that we had in membership who were really pulling together and helping each other um, during 2020. Fantastic, so on to the next announcement for myself. Um, I wanted to give you a bit of an update on something that you would have heard us speak about um, a little bit over the past few months, um, which is, um, the announcement of our Skills for Growth uh, program, which will be launching very soon. So, following on from a hugely successful um, Skills Brokerage program, where we supported a lot of businesses over the past uh, the past few months, uh, we'll actually be starting a new ESF-funded, uh, GMCA-commissioned Skills for Growth SME support service. Um, so that, what that is, is for businesses in Greater Manchester, in partnership with the Grove Company, to help them um, in uh, adapting, changing, and upskilling their staff um, to face new challenges. Um, so we have our team in place already uh, to provide this fully funded support. Um, and as I say, it's there to help businesses to a- adapt, upskill, recruit, and basically explore new ways of working um, due to what's happened this year. Um, So we're providing um, all of our members and and businesses in Greater Manchester with the opportunity to sit down and assess their business needs with one of our skills coaches who can then help you to identify the opportunities that are available for you to upskill any existing staff members, particularly where you may need to to be adaptable and pivot in terms of uh, the type of responsibilities they have and also to prepare your business for the future. Um, So if you're interested in hearing more about the Skills for Growth Programme or would like to arrange a meeting with one of our coaches, then please contact the membership team here at the Chamber. Uh, The programme itself will be launching within the coming weeks and is available for all SMEs, so under 250 employees. And we'd be delighted to talk you through it and and give you a bit more information. And that will be a long term project that we have available. So even if you feel like you're not quite ready for a meeting at this stage, get in touch and we can plan a meeting for the future as well uh, to help and support you. Uh, And then last and uh, by no means least, uh, as Chris mentioned, we have got uh, an interview today uh, where we are focusing on the launch of our brand new service, GM Tech Support, which is powered by our partners, uh, Nibble. Um, So we're very, very pleased to be joined today by Ram Gupta, who is the Managing Director of Nibble. Um, he'll be speaking to Chris about the new partnership itself and the support that we provide for GM Chamber members through this partnership Um, so really interested to hear more so I'll pass you back over to Chris.
1: I'm in trouble with my machine today thanks very much Lewis. Uh, which is rather ironic considering we're talking about GM tech support. I think I could do with some of that myself uh, today, never mind anything else. So thanks, Lewis. And good morning, uh, Ram. Um, great to uh, great to have you on, on the call today to uh, tell us a little bit more about this service. But first of all, it'd be probably good if you tell us a little bit more uh, about Nibble.
4: Good morning, Chris. Um, good, good morning, um, everybody who's joined us this morning. And thank you for the very uh, insightful um, um, data on the economic recovery, it's, um, it's encouraging to see that, that we are uh, trending sort of flatter upwards. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so Nibble, yeah, so um, Nibble formed 20 um, something years ago um, on a credit card. Um, we've, we've since uh, now uh, employ over uh, 80 staff uh, around the UK uh, through our various businesses. And uh, we're, we're sort of continuing to grow in the managed IT sector uh, the audiovisual sector and the software development and application sector, including cloud. Um, we've, um, we've grown organically, we've wanted to be the richer sounds of the IT world, um, and hopefully, you know, we're uh, trying to provide the relevant services, supporting services to businesses uh, throughout and beyond this COVID crisis to try and help businesses be the best they can uh, in use of their IT. Brilliant. That's absolutely superb. And obviously, uh, we're working
1: in partnership with ourselves at the chamber, we've started uh, vlog the GM Tech Support. What what is is that exactly, uh, Ram? Um, uh, what what benefits will it bring to to members?
4: So the GM Tech Support is a is a partnership between uh, the chamber and and Nibble IT, and it's um, it's not just a formal handshake partnership. It's a partnership of of almost two sort of like minded um, organisations trying to offer. Again, that very valuable support that the GM Chamber offers, just enhancing what they do. So in in terms of the benefits to the membership is you can access us, as in uh, Nibble, through the Chamber at any point in time. So if you're struggling with an IT problem, you've got an IT issue, you want some advice on strategy, you want some advice on what you should be doing perhaps, or is what you're doing the right thing, then then the Chamber has very kindly sort of uh, put this service together for the membership whereby they can now call upon uh, us, uh, powered by the GM Chamber, um, to, to just give that confidence to, to, the, to the GM Chamber membership that uh, they are doing the right thing in terms of their IT. Um, as well as that, we have lots of different offers that we can give to us exclusively to GM Chamber members.
1: OK, I'm always up for uh, news of uh, a good exclusive offer. So what, what, what else could, uh, could we be looking at there if, uh, for, for our members?
4: So, yeah, so, I mean, um, in terms of offers, uh, we, we, have, we have a new starter offer, whereby we're offering uh, three uh, networked uh, PCs sort of delivered um, into your office, fully set up for under a £1,000. Um, we've, got, we've got offers on, on web, we've got offers on uh, antivirus security, cybersecurity. We, um, we have offers all the way around from um, the cloud offering all the way through to cybersecurity as a service. Um, as well as that, you have access to us and our team um, where we're very friendly. Um, we do know what we're talking about some of the time, depending on what time of the day you get us. And um, if you if you call us, then we'll give you the best genuine IT advice we possibly can.
1: OK, that's brilliant. And one final thing, Rob. Is it, is it aimed at any sort of size business in particular or, you know, is there a certain sort of sweet spot in, in the market that this service really is aimed at?
4: I think, I, I think tr- traditionally, o- o- all the best advice and support is, is, is always available to the larger businesses. So, so what, 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 what we're trying to do here, um, and again, the GM Chamber's been brilliant in sort of putting this together, is trying to offer the same level of support and advice to some other smaller businesses. So whether you're a one-man band or whether you've got 250 seats or above, um, you'll get the same support, the same advice, and you'll get the same uh, product and level of service that you'd get. Um, so it's making it accessible to all really. And that's what the GM chamber is, 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 is really putting together with this partnership.
1: Okay. Ram, that's absolutely superb. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. And it's great to be working with you. Uh, I know for myself that your attitude and everything is absolutely spot on, uh, which is why it's, it's so great to be working with yourself and, and nibble, obviously, uh, helping bring, uh, bring that, uh, that support, uh, to our members. And, uh, I really pick up on your points as well you made around, you know, pushing things forward, supporting businesses, now more than ever, no matter what it is, at any time you always need that element of business support, but it can be very lonely out there or feel very lonely at the present moment in time. So to have somebody like you working with us at the Chamber really is is a great combination. Ram, thank you very much for joining us today uh, to tell us a little bit more about our new service, GM Tech Support. Thank you. And, uh, and that just about wraps uh, things up for, for today's Chamber Live, everyone. Um, apologies for, for just losing myself halfway through the uh, the presentation from Subra this morning. No idea what went on there, but we all got, the, uh, got back in the end. Absolutely superb. Congratulations once again to all our, our business uh, champions. They're absolutely superb business heroes, sorry. Absolutely superb examples of what can be done. And again, you know, there's been a lot of negativity flying around, I think, and still is. Uh, quite a bit flying around over the last couple of weeks around things and one thing or another. It's so important, as I've said, that we do recognise that business community spirit that we have in Greater Manchester. It is a bit different from other places in the country. We've got some fantastic local businesses. We've got some fantastic local business people uh, and events like this and others that we do throughout the Chamber is an opportunity to bring people together to work, to find out, to make new connections and obviously do the right thing, as I said for the entire Greater Manchester business community and also Greater Manchester as a community as well. It isn't just about business. We as business leaders have got an awful lot to do in that wider community. And again, now more than ever, they need that help and support as well.